With more than 4 million sellers on Etsy, how can creative entrepreneurs like yourself stand out from the masses and sell more of your handmade goods without wasting hours on social media? That is the big question, and this podcast is the answer, where you will learn insider tips and proven strategies on how to turn your Etsy side hustle into a full-time business, giving you the freedom to be your own boss, have time with family, and more time to create. Hi, my name is Jenny Hall, and you're listening to the Handmade Sellers Podcast. Let's do this. Seller Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Cheryl Belber. And Cheryl, tell us about yourself. I'm so excited to be here. I am a profit strategist, a CFO, a CEO, and we help our clients put more of their revenue into their personal account. We're on this massive mission to like change the entrepreneurship space, say that three times fast, to make it valuable for you, right? So often we pour our hearts and our souls into our business and we are not seeing the financial benefits. So we really flip that for our clients. I love that. And Cheryl is my personal CFO and she helps me prioritize profit. And every month we meet together and she just she just tells me like it is and we work on pricing and profit and I love it. So I wanted to bring her on today and talk about profit. So Cheryl, we work with handmade sellers. And a lot of them, they know that it takes money to make money, but where does someone who is just starting out need to begin with that? Sure. So it's all around the strategy. You would not go to a bank and they would just not hand you an open-ended amount of money. So I recommend to clients who are just starting out, what is your initial investment into your business? And then what is your plan to pay yourself back? So often business owners... They just open up their checkbooks and just hope something works regardless of what it takes. It has to be a strategy about your investment into your business. And don't make it an open-ended check. Say, I'm going to contribute $10,000 and that is going to get me from here to here. And I have a plan, right? Use that money wisely, but don't just have it like an open-ended blank check to this business. Put some strategy behind it and start treating it like a business just as if you were to go to the bank and get a business loan. Right, exactly. Have limits on ourselves. Everyone has this dream of running a business and being in business. But when I work with the sellers inside Etsy Accelerator, a lot of them say, I'm breaking even on ads. And that drives me crazy because they're actually giving away their products and their time. What do you say to someone that's spending money on ads but breaking even? What's the value? So we do what we do with our clients, as you know, Jenny, is we look at your expenses and are they cultivating a result? If your expenditures are not equaling a result, it's not a smart use of your money. So we commonly say your expenditure should do one of three things for you. It should bring you in a sale. It should give you your time back or it should keep the clients you already have. So if you're spending money on ads and it's not bringing you in enough sales to make those ads profitable, use your money elsewhere, right? I love that. And you just hit on a very important point. So a lot of people, when they get too busy, it's a good thing for business, right? But then they're burning out. And when is the right time for someone to hire, even if it's just a little bit of help? Sure. You really have to have a profit plan. So the we need to like take a step back because you don't want to hire someone for just like 
an hour or two. You want to know how long you can keep them on your payroll, even if it's just a contractor, even if it's just an hour a month. How long can we afford them? So let's take our anticipated revenue and plan how we want to use those dollars. Are we paying ourselves? Are we setting aside money for taxes? What, how are we directing these funds? And when you create that profit plan, you have um, what is available to utilize hiring, right? Um, you know what you can afford the long-term, not short-term game. I love that. We now, have to plan for it. Yes, definitely plan for it and prioritize profit. So explain how you help your clients prioritize profit. What does that mean? What does that look like on paper? Yeah, so, so often businesses are hoping at the end of the month that there's enough left over to pay themselves. We really flip that script. We take the revenue you bring in, we set aside funds for the business owner, we set aside funds for Uncle Sam because we all know we're going to have to pay taxes, so let's not be surprised on it. And then we set aside funds for profit, which is like a bonus. After we set aside those dollars, then we pay our expenses. And what that really does is when you take profit minus your, um, I'm sorry, let's back up. When you take revenue minus profit and you equal your expenses, you're doing a mindset shift. You're saying that you are the most important thing in your business. And newsflash, you are. This business doesn't exist if it's not for you. And the business will not be sustainable long-term if you don't see a reward for it. So we want to ensure our business owners are rewarded for all their hard work. So we take the revenue, we pay our business owners, and the remainder is what we use to operate our business. Where most people take that revenue, they pay all their expenses, and they're hoping something's left over for themselves. So we just really flip that script. And if you do the math, it equals the same, but you see greater results. Why? Because what you do first gets done. It's a priority. So when we pay you first, that's the priority. And the remaining, if it gets done, great. If it gets paid for, okay. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned working with you is I used to pay myself last. I did. I paid myself last. I looked at the money coming in. I knew what was going out and whatever was left over, that was mine. And it's, it's really that mindset and feel more empowered when I pay myself first. And then I know how much I have to pay my employees. So thank you for that. So Cheryl's awesome at yeah. prioritizing profit. Profit first. Um, it also allows you to... It also allows you to like get excited, right? When we collect a paycheck from our business, like there's a reason why you're putting in all this effort. You can pour into others because your business poured into you first, right? It's that like you can't fill from an empty cup type thing right. or the empty pitcher. So fill into yourself first and then pay everyone else. And I, I guarantee you'll find a way your business will last longer because you're seeing the reward. So... So I have people that a lot of handmade sellers, they look at pricing their products based on their competition. I know. And I know. And, and they're like, wait, I'm not making many money, but this is how I'm making my sales. If I raise my prices, I'm not going to make sales. Oh my gosh. So they're not, some people are not making money and they're spending hours and hours working and there's no reward. What do you, how do you talk to people about pricing for their value, not their competition. Yeah, it, it comes in, there's so much of the conversations like price your worth. Well, first of all, you can never price your worth. It's like my biggest pet peeve because you're worth more than anyone will ever pay you for anything, right? And we are all worthy people. So let's stop pricing for our worth because that's impossible. And let's price 
based on the value of the product you offer. And how you do that is twofold. First, it's scientific. What does it cost to make this product, right? In your time, you need to put a dollar to that, right? Well, is your time, what are all the costs of the goods to make it? Do you have help? You need to know all of that. But you also have to add in your overhead as a business owner. Your price has to cover the cost of those ads you run or the back-end support you have or the merchant fees you're going to have to do. And then after you have that scientific part, and then we need to add in what, what does our customer perceive this to be worth, right? I pay a lot of money for Apple headphones because I perceive it to be worth more than non-Apple headphones, right? What does your ideal customer perceive the value of this um, product you make? Add that in. And while I don't want to say ignore the competition because that, that should be part of your um, knowledge when you price your product, your product is not going to be properly priced, say that three times fast, when you are just basing it on them because your cost to produce it is completely different. Your overhead is different. Your ideal customer may perceive yours to be a higher value, right? So have the knowledge of what the competition is charging, but don't do yourself a disservice and ignore the cost, and cost includes your time, into making that product or service. And unless this is a hobby for you, what is the point of making something and not to be able to get paid, right? If we're trading all our time, our investment dollars to make it, then at the end of the day, we have no profit from selling it. What's the point? Unless it's a hobby. And I have to say, if it's a hobby, like no shame in your game. Like we all have hobbies and they don't have to make us money. But know the difference. If this is your business, it needs to make you money. And therefore, your pricing has to be strategic. And once again, that's twofold. It's that scientific part of what does it cost to make it? What is your overhead? Really valuing all that. And then it's what does your customer perceive the value to be? Right? What, what, what are they willing to pay for this? I love that. Two folds. So people always get confused with an accountant and a bookkeeper. For someone starting out, they honestly usually wait too long to meet with someone. What yes. is that first step, Cheryl? Like, what do you recommend for someone who knows that they need to prioritize profit? What should they do? Yeah, I think the first step comes into A, knowing what each of these roles do. So basically, a bookkeeper is there to classify your transactions and get you ready for tax time. It is a um, activity that's for tax time. It's not going to get you more profitable. It's not going to tell you how much money to put into your pocket. They literally are just organizing your transactions. Oftentimes, people hire a bookkeeper and they expect this big financial transformation. And truthfully, you just hired the wrong person. And I can understand why, because the conversation out in the business world is hire a bookkeeper. But the reason that is, is for tax times. Um, an accountant is another step above, I don't want to say above a bookkeeper, but what they do is take that data from your books, right? Oftentimes, accountants can be bookkeepers as well. And they just analyze it. They provide you reports. They provide you the data so you can make a business decision, right? The point of your financials is to use that data to make forward-facing decisions, to know if you can hire that person, to know if you should increase your price because your overhead has gone up. Um, so an accountant will provide you those roles. And then there's also a profit strategist, and that's what I am, and that's what me and my team do. We take that data from the bookkeeping function, and we determine how can we put more of that money in your pocket? 
How can we ensure our expenses are cultivating a result? It's just a different layer of analysis and then using that information in a different way. And then also let's talk about a tax accountant because it's another one that people are often confused by. A tax accountant is preparing your financials for tax time. While a lot of these roles can cross-reference, they don't always. So sometimes a tax accountant has no idea how to do your books accurately. I have many tax accountants in my wheelhouse and they don't prepare books. That is not their specialty. What their specialty is, is to know that IRS codes and how they can save you tax money. But there is a difference between a bookkeeper who's going to organize your records, an accountant who's going to provide you some analysis, a profit strategist who's going to help you put more money in your own pocket, and then your tax accountant who's going to help you um, at your end for tax time. Ah, thank you so much for explaining that because people literally are confused on that. And so I love that you just laid it out. And I love that you do profit strategy. So you look at it from a bird's eye view and you analyze data and then make decisions for the future because you have to have a sustainable business. Like Etsy shop owners, they're business owners. And sometimes people think, oh, I just have an Etsy shop. You still are taking in money. You're paying your taxes. Like it is a true business. Absolutely. So, okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say, my big thing is let's stop hoping for profit in this entrepreneurship role. Just start planning for it. Plan for it from day one and set up your financial systems. Whether you're taking in little money or a lot of money, start from day one. Plan for it and don't hope for it. That way it's not a surprise. So true. Plan for it. Plan for profit. And if you plan for it and if you pay yourself first, you'll start to see that it is a business and it can be sustainable and you can make money that changes your family's life. I think that's what everyone wants. They want to make more money to help their family, right? To do something to whether it's pay off debt or put more money in savings. And so everyone has goals. Yeah, so whatever your goal is, whatever your why is, the reason why you're doing this business, make sure you can achieve that by setting up your financials. That's how you achieve that goal or that why is when you set up that financial structure and you don't just hope it works out. You plan for it. Plan for it. Okay, so where can people find you? Where can our handmade sellers find you, work with you, learn from you, Cheryl? Yeah, I am all over the Facebook and Empowered to Profit with Cheryl Belber. I love to hang out with everyone there. We have a great group full of free information and come hang out and meet our team. Love it. Okay, we will link that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. I just love working with you. And thanks for changing on the lives of these women. You are doing amazing things. Thank you. I love it. I love it. I just absolutely love it. And thank you so much for all you do for me. My pleasure. Are you a handmade seller and creative entrepreneur who's ready to amplify your Etsy shop's visibility and sales? If so, then I invite you to join my community of more than 1,900 Etsy shop owners on Facebook called Etsy Sales and Marketing for Handmade Sellers. It's where you will get insider access on the latest strategies for writing SEO and for boosting your sales with simple and strategic social media marketing while surrounding yourself with a community of supportive entrepreneurs who are in your corner every step of the way. Join for free today by visiting www.jenny-hall.com slash Facebook group. Thanks for listening, and I can't wait to see you on the inside.